Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Have you ever thought about trying something new over and over and over? It keeps coming up for you, this draw to try something new, but you get caught up in the how and you just never try or start it. Well, you are not alone. We have all been there. This episode is all about how to go for it. The how will come with time. My guest today has a lot of practice in this area, and she will share with you how you can find your thing as you try something. And as a perk, doing so will also help you through the hardest times of your life, like it has for my guest, and even the normal hard. You are listening to episode 134 with Leisha Smith. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself, honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. I want to thank you so much for being here. This and one more episode to go for 2019. 
I cannot believe it. And it's also the last two episodes of the old format. I can't wait to share more about what is coming, folks. If you listen to my episode about the second year anniversary of the show, you'll know more about what's heading our way, but it's very, very exciting. Before we jump into the interview today, I first want to tell you a big thank you. I asked if you could please leave ratings and reviews on the show, and you did. You showed up in ways that were needed and that I asked for. And my goal, as I've shared for many months, is to get to 500 ratings and reviews. We are now at 445, which is so awesome. I'm telling you, I'm so pumped about it. I would love to still get to 500 by the end of the year, and it's not too late. If this show has meant anything to you, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and a few words as a review, and I'd be so grateful. For those of you who are Android listeners, you matter too, and I want to thank you for leaving ratings and reviews on your own apps. Our future sponsors will be looking primarily on iTunes, so that's why we ask especially for those. And once we get to 500 ratings and reviews, I have a fantastic gift bag for two of those reviewers, and it's worth over $100. Let's talk about today's episode. I know that I am not the only one who has struggled to know what my quote unquote thing is. That changes with time and seasons. And the only way you're going to really figure that out is by digging in and going for something. Leisha Smith is my guest today. She really bowled me over with her story. She's been through a lot personally, but she also inspired me to try new things now, to not delay it. This episode is so applicable to this special time we have before the new year starts, where we figure out what things we want to work on and how. So let's dig in. It's so great to have you here. I love that you reached out to me. This is the best part of podcasting. I get to make the coolest internet friends and you are officially one of them, although we do need to meet in Uh person because I guess we're technically neighbors. How about you start? We are. Yeah, let's have you introduce yourself a little bit to my guests. Who are you? Yes. Hi. Well, like you said, I'm Leisha Smith. Um, well, I'm from the Bay Area in California. I've lived here pretty much my whole life, except for a few years when I lived in Hawaii. I am I'm married. I've been married for 11 years, and I have three little kids. They're six, three, and one, and they are the best. They're so much fun. Um, I'm also an artist. I paint. I do abstract floral work. And it's been an adventure. I'm embarking on this new journey here. I've only been painting for a little under a year now. And it's been a lot of fun. I didn't know that part of it. Like, I I knew you were an artist, but I didn't know this was such a new thing for you. Yeah, it's totally new. You know, I just started really this Instagram account. Well, I have to take that back. I started this Instagram account two years ago when I started painting. And I was like, I went in head first and just thought, I'm going to do this because I I often do that. I think I can do something. And I'm like, here I go. And it went well for like a month or two. And then I got this like one bad email from someone that was like, your work kind of looks like someone else. And I'm like, oh, really? And I just let it like crumble me. I don't know why. And I stopped. And then it was funny because it's actually right after I had my second baby. It seems like whenever I have a baby, I'm like, okay, what can I do now? Like I need to do something for myself. And um, 
Yeah, so I started right after I had Emmy, who's 18 months. So um, I kind of like messed around with it. And then I officially like went in for it this January. And it's been great. It's been awesome. Wow. I just do it at night when the kids go to bed and find little 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there. So were you into art before? I've always been into some form of art. I actually did photography for like the past five years. That's what I did. I photographed families and I really loved photography. I got into it when my first daughter was born. So, um, you know, photography was what I first got into. And then eventually I just started, I remember like photographing um, Shannon Wilderson. She's a blogger. And I told her, I'm like, I want to be a painter. And that's when I, that was like three years ago. And I got your first minute. She's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. And I like told her. So it's just something I've always wanted to be, but just finally just like, I'm doing this now. Okay. That is so fascinating to me because that's something I love art history. I love learning about art and I've always had on my bucket list, learning how to watercolor or oil paint. My husband's even bought me supplies and then I get caught up in the how. So I love that you just went for it. Describe your artwork. Yeah. I really have no idea what I'm doing. That's like the funniest thing is I just like, I've never had any um, schooling or, you know, any real experience. I just kind of use YouTube and I first kind of like looked at a lot of artists and saw what I liked and what I didn't like and practice with different, you know, mediums and found out I liked acrylic and it's just what I've been and eventually like a lot of practice and I they always said you'd find your voice and then one day it just kind of happened wow that was what I needed to hear just that statement and I right really there. <laughs> I really don't think it's I'm like I don't feel like I'm ever going to be finished like it's just like this fun way to just keep oh like learning new things and where is this going to take me that's what I like about it there's no rules oh my goodness I just got back (laughs) from teaching a workshop um to women about that very thing that if we're if we're only out for a certain outcome we will either never get there or when we do it won't even feel as fulfilling as we think it will be because we got caught up in the end product instead of the journey that is awesome that you are living that right now yeah I really feel like life is all about this journey and that we are on this journey and what I'm really into is um when I think about my life and like where I want it to go is I I always think about it as a story that I'm going to tell someday and that I need to live each day for that story that is going to be told at the end of my life and like choosing to do the things each day that is going to make up the story who I am. And in the end, we all want to be, you know, the hero of our story and have this terrific life. And, you know, we're not all able to have ideal circumstances. I know we've Mm -hmm. talked about like how I have experienced some really heavy trials in my life, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, but if we're choosing to be happy and choosing how we want to spend our day, even in maybe not ideal situations, it's still our life and our journey. And like, what are we going to want to tell? What story is it going to tell at the end? It's time for a quick break. 
And if you are listening to this and you're already feeling antsy about trying to figure out what your thing is and some things that you've had on the back burner, join my progress program. And this is where we really dig into who you are, what you are really interested in, and how you want to work on yourself, grow and progress in your life. We do not settle in this group. It is small group growth coaching for women, and the groups are only five to 10 women at a time, so the spots are super limited. I do have a few openings, and you can apply now to be accepted to the program. I am going to give a really special code here. For my listeners only, and for only January coming up, this this coming January's program, if you want to participate, you can take off $50 of the first month with the code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-N-E-R, all caps. That's my special way of saying thank you, and I want you there so you can start the new year on the right foot and work on yourself so that you can better serve the people in your life. I know that this will transform how you are living, and what you can offer to others in turn. Let's get back to my time with Leisha now. Okay, so Leisha, let's dig into that a little bit because I love that you're bringing up ideal circumstances are not going to happen consistently. (laughs) And in fact, it's very rare to have the ideal circumstances. But you definitely have dealt with your fair share of immense pain and hardship Um, How about you set the foundation here for my listeners about the early years of your marriage and the struggles you faced there and, and, and how that just taught you this lesson that you were teaching us now about, it can't be about your circumstances, but how you are choosing to become the hero of your own story. Yeah, perfect. Um, So we're going to go, let's see how far back. Let's go back to when I was graduating from high school I was dating this guy and I just, um, I had to break up with him because I felt like it, it wasn't going in a direction my life needed to go to. Mm. I met my husband right at that time and he was just this amazing guy who had like, you know, we just, I saw my life with him and I was so excited and we were madly in love and I was 18 and nobody wanted us to get married, but we did. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I mean, it might, no one wanted this to happen, but I remember, um, you know, really pondering if I shouldn't get married so young. And I got this answer that I, it wasn't going to be that easy, but my life would be full of love and hope. And, Mm -hmm. um, I knew, I, I knew that this was the right choice. And so I had to finally do something for myself and like the you know, the first time in 18 years where I'm like, okay, I have to do this for me. And I got married and Nick and I moved to BYU Hawaii to go to school. He went to school and um, graduated. And then I decided to apply to school because I had a cosmetology degree, but you know, I didn't really think I'd go to college, but I did. And right when I started school, I was 21. Um, Nick's dad had just passed away the year before, which was really, you know, rough on him. And then I turned 21 and three days after my birthday, Nick came home and told me he has cancer. And I remember just sitting there on the floor, like staring at him, like, what? Like it was, it was the biggest shock. I knew he wasn't feeling good for a couple months. He had lost like a lot of weight. He was having night sweats, but you just don't think your husband, I think how old was he? 25 was going to have 
Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. stage four cancer. Wow. And um, he was so optimistic. I mean, I sat there like crying on the floor mm-hmm. and he was just like, okay, do you want to go to get surf and tacos? Like right after he <laughs> told me, like, okay, let's feed you. I told you something hard. And then, mm-hmm. um, and he just, um, you know, at this cancer for a year, we did chemo treatments once a week. And for an entire year, he couldn't even stand the way I smelled. Like he couldn't be near me. Like everything made him sick. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, had to go on with life with thinking like, this is my situation. But every day he was alive, I was the happiest person. Like every day I went to bed with him, even though he like, couldn't talk to me. He couldn't, <laughs> you know, um, I was just so happy to lay next to him. And it was just each day was such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember like, trying to get through that year. Like, what I did was, I wrote down every single happy moment, even if it was like really small, like Nick didn't throw up the meal I made him. And it was just like, like every time I blogged a lot and had to like keep a really um, big journal and just really write down all the good things that happened each day. And, you know, it wasn't, it was super rough. I definitely had my low moments. I, you know, it was hard. You know, we had no family around, but fast forward a little bit he beats cancer. Mm. It was amazing. Yeah. We, um, he, they told us we'd never have children because <clears throat> of, he had radiation as well. And mm. we froze his specimen and we ended up doing in vitro fertilization um, at the end of the year after he had beaten cancer. And we got pregnant with twins. And right away I got put on bed rest at four weeks pregnant. So I was just about wow. to graduate, got put on bed rest. Why and, that soon? Um, How were they able to know yeah, you were so high risk so quickly? Uh, I was I was bleeding a lot and just mm-hmm. they um did there was just some like I don't know they just said that it wasn't a very stable pregnancy and I had to, I was on bed rest from four weeks to sixteen weeks wow. and at sixteen weeks I was like okay we're good and I was happy and I just always kind of felt a little uneasy like something was still off and I remember I kept like you know I was like still leaking and I'm like what is going on like something is not right and um I go to the doctor and like no you look fine you look fine and then we my mother-in-law flew to Hawaii because we were having our big twin ultrasound at like 20 weeks when they tell you the genders yeah and I remember getting to the room and the lady like started the ultrasound and just hit a red button and said nothing and I looked at her and I was like is is everything okay and she Mm -hmm. just said no and then she sat there for 45 minutes doing the ultrasound, not saying one word. And I had, like, I was just streaming tears. I had no idea oh what was going goodness. on. Yeah. And then finally they brought in a doctor and said, baby A, like, has no form of life. Like, it has a heartbeat, but it just is completely deformed. It has no amniotic fluid. Um, this baby's going to pass away. And that baby did. It ended up passing away a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. They thought my body would just absorb it, but it couldn't. And I became completely septic. I was like, well, like, oh. okay, you're going to go into labor. I had it. They're telling me you're losing everything. Like your body can't go into labor and deliver a baby at like 22 weeks and not flush out the other healthy baby. And I remember just thinking like, no, I'm just going to hold my legs together really tight. Like I'm not <laughs> going to lose this other baby. Yeah. And I tried really hard just to 
you know, um, Nick had actually left. Like I went to the hospital and he was flying to California for a job interview here, the one he has now. Oh, wow. So my mom had flown. I was on my own. My mom actually flew out and was with me in the hospital. I mean, it was just like a nightmare, like, you know, losing that baby. Mm -hmm. And I was just, you don't know what was happening. And I remember like breaking down and being like, okay, mom, this might not turn out the way I want it to. And I need to learn to be okay with this. Cause they just kept saying like, they're both coming. And I'm like, no, they're not. They're not both coming. And um, then she, a couple days passed and I ended up getting like this letter from um, an apostle from our church. That was really <laughs> crazy. And wow. it just said that if um, my faith would sustain me and that they would be praying and, I miraculously kept the baby and the doctors were like astonished. They said, this doesn't happen. And, um, a couple, like we got to go home and then a couple of weeks later, they're like, the doctors did a, a ultrasound like, Oh no, sorry. This baby's not healthy. She has a brain condition and you need to abort her now. She has no chance of living. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, how much Um, can a person handle? I left the doctors and I'm like, I'm not going back. I like, I'm like the pioneers did it. They didn't see doctors. I can do this. So I didn't go to the doctors from that day till I delivered. I just had to stop because they would not stop telling me things were like a doomsday. And I'm just like, I told them you're taking my hope away. Like, let Mm -hmm. me just have this pregnancy for what it is. And we'll see you when, and she ended up being born and was this beautiful, healthy baby I mean, she does have this brain condition, but it's super easy to take care of. She just gets a daily growth injection every day, and she's perfect. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. <Lisa>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And how old were you by that point? Here we are. Um, let's see. I had Layla at 24. Yeah. And now, isn't it funny, like, you can look back on 24 and you're like, I was so young. 24, yeah. it felt like you were in the height of adulthood and you were just barely starting and yet you were dealing with such tremendous loss and trials. I mean, these are things people will largely not face at, in any capacity, just even one of those things in their lifetime. And you battled all three of those um, a spouse having cancer, you know, not being able to have children, then being able to have children and losing one of them and then having some huge problems with your baby that was able to be here. And I just, th- through that time, I want to know, 
where you got your strength from and also how you were able to get your strength um, when you were healing from that time. And I think that's probably the harder part part almost is healing from the heartache after. (laughs) Uh, Maybe you can speak to that. So I think like getting through it, I mean, it sounds so simple, but the truth is it was so much hope. I ended up naming her Layla Hope because that's like what I had to hold on to is that like, I cannot control these situations. And when life throws you those situations where you can't control, I feel like that's when we tend to spin and feel like you don't know what to do and you feel like hopeless. And Mm -hmm. that's when we tend to lose it. But, um, I had to hold on to hope and like every aspect and just know that it may not work out the way I want it to. And that's going to be okay because it's going to work out in some unique way. Mm -hmm. Like the way it's supposed to be is what it's going to be. And I got to make the best out of that situation. Like I wasn't, I mean, it's not like you want, like I lost a twin and that was devastating, but I got this other beautiful child here today. Like my situations are not always going to be like ideal, but they're so beautiful and unique in their own way. I mean, the cancer healing process, and honestly, it never goes away. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. don't know. I didn't know that my husband struggles with it coming, like thinking it's coming back every day, like about every six months three to six months, he has to go in and get a scan and make sure it's still gone. And it just never really goes away. And that's where I continue to like each day, I lay my head on that pillow and he's next to me. And I got my three babies in the other room. It's just like, today was the best day. Like, what more could I ask for? You know what though? Someone else could be in your same shoes and be viewing it differently. And I don't say that out of judgment. I say that out of compassion because, you know, we deal with things differently. But what I love right. about how you're viewing this is you're choosing to see what you can learn from it and what you can be grateful for. And that's the person I want to aspire to be. And what I hope people can learn from you too, that they do have a choice of how they're going to navigate the hard in their life. It doesn't mean they can... Right flip the switch and choose to suddenly be radiantly happy when something's really hard. So how about you talk about that? What is it like to still go through the process of mourning, of feeling scared or anxious um, and sad, but still see it in a way that's going to move you forward rather than hold you back? I think you need to allow yourself to feel those feelings Mm -hmm. and do important to feel those sad emotions. I feel them. I still like today struggle with a three-year-old tantrum as I did when my husband was going through cancer. I don't think you need like really big trials in your life to understand that we're all going to struggle. I've been crying for a week because my son gets in trouble at preschool every time I pick him up. I'm like, why? (laughs) You know, I take these as opportunities to learn where can I do better in teaching him? Where can I do better in this? And, you know, I just feel like I have to just um, look at each day with learning to feel what I'm feeling and know that my heart is breakable, but my soul isn't. 
and that I can feel sad, but there are ways to get through this. You know, my religion has a big part in this, but also like, I feel like each person has like this outlet they can use to express these things. Like for me right now, it is painting before it was journaling. And before that, like I said, I like taking pictures or like these little things that bring life to you and spark that flame inside of you are really important to remember to keep and make time for. I like that you're giving yourself permission to explore what that outlet can look like, because I think oftentimes we pigeonhole us into what our outlets are supposed to be or what they were, and they might not be working for us anymore. And I like that you've given yourself some time to sort out what that might be like in the time that you're in. Right. And right now painting works for me. It didn't work for me when my husband was going through cancer. I didn't even know it was a po- an option at that time. Mm-hmm. Like I was dealing with some heavy stuff where like, honestly, like the things that made me happy was cleaning my house and taking yeah. care of him. And that's all I could handle. And that's what made me happy. And that's what gave me some kind of control over something that I felt, you know, I had control over. It's, it is kind of like a tiny bit of control. I feel like you need to, you know, set aside some time for yourself to do what you can do. And it's been different. I don't even know what if it will be painting, maybe, you know, in the next couple of months. I hope it is because I'm, you know, but who knows? And I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't, I know you're supposed to kind of stay on like your, your brand. But for me, it's just what makes me happy today is what I want to do. So tell me how has painting changed you and how has it shaped how you're able to deal with the hard in both your day-to-day life and the bigger struggles that you still continue to face? Um, let's see. I thought about this question a lot and like what painting does for me. It just creates a space of um, happiness, really. Like I get to set aside this time of day and I like to do it when I can be alone and Right now with three young kids, it's, um, you know, at nine o'clock at night, maybe someday it won't be. And I mean, I had a comment once on my Instagram where someone said, I'm so jealous you have all this time to paint. I'm like, oh man, (laughs) I wish I did. It was like so adorable because really like the time of the day, like time is the worst. It is so tricky. It's bleeding. And we, you know, like just have to actually like plan out your day. Like for me. I have to clean my house. That's an important thing to me. And then, you know, my life's other work, which is like the kids and groceries and spending time with my family. But I do carve out this time specifically to paint because I like just let loose. And for once in my day, there are no rules and no one telling me what to do. And I can just like let my mind open. And what comes out is sometimes really dark and ugly and I throw it away, but that's like the emotion that needed to get out of me. And then sometimes it's light and happy and that's what I'm feeling. And it's just like this amazing outlet for me where I just don't know where this is coming from. And it just, it's an expressive time for me to just heal and express myself in a way that's not what I used to do was with words. Like I had to get these words out in a journal, which I still think is great. I love journaling, but it's just a new outlet where I can put on paper 
something tangible that's some happy emotion and sometimes not happy, <laughs> something to get yeah. out of me. So I'm thinking about some listeners who might not consider themselves artistic or maybe good writers, mm -hmm. but I think this lesson can still apply to them. And right. it's this, this phrase you brought up about sparking happiness in your life and fulfillment. I think that's the feeling we need to look for in a way that's going right. to really restore our energy and our power. And I think also um, separate from our responsibilities. That's probably key. Totally. And that's where, you know, it can kind of get tricky. I feel like <clears throat> I was doing this before and then when it became like almost a business, I feel like I just stepped back because it kind of was scary. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, man, this part became scary all of a sudden because now I feel like I have to do this. And then I just realized like nobody is waiting on this. Like it's all up to me. I'm still doing this because this makes me happy. And if it's not one day, that's okay. You just pull back and find something new. Like, no one is, expects anything out of you. You don't have to prove yourself to anybody. And, you know, if it's not painting today, what if it's running tomorrow? Like, it really, we all have something that's going to, like, make us feel alive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it takes a little digging to find it. Oh, I love that. And that's a good challenge for all of us because I think sometimes something is starting out as a fulfilling thing and it's making us feel alive or sparking joy. Sometimes we put needless expectations on them or we make it something that has to be quote unquote productive or matter to other people. Right. And what I hear you saying is it right. needs to just matter to you. It needs to be something that you genuinely right. want in your life. Like I love that you, for you, you'd love to have a clean house too. That's important. That's a piece of the puzzle for you personally, not because you're supposed to, but because it helps you. Same with the painting yeah. too. So there's so much of an element of choice and agency. And what I'm hearing you talking about is you do have the option of figuring out what that looks like for you. And it, and it doesn't have to look like what someone else wants or thinks is good or right. No, Totally. So I like to end with asking people what they've learned about themselves the past few years. You've been removed from the especially hard time of your early marriage. But as you've said, you've, you've seen some effects of the things that you face with, you know, cancer right. and all that. So things are still ongoing. But you're also dealing with a day-to-day -day hard <laughs> that entails raising young children. What have you learned in the most recent years about yourself that you would like to share with my listeners? Let's see. I think there are, I think there are a lot of different coping strategies. I think um, we tend to want to mask pain and I don't think we should mask this pain. I think we need to embrace it for what it is and look for the light in that because we have to experience hard times to know the good times. And I just want at the end of this life to know that through everything I've gone through, that I looked for the good times and that I lived for the good times. I think, like we said, but I know I did struggle. I definitely struggled. I developed in those times. I was young. We're, I'm still young. I still, mm -hmm. we are, I think we're never done growing and never done learning. And that's what I always want to aspire for is that I'm not done that I want to keep growing and I want to keep learning because none of these things never really end but um 
you know, I, I know that like when I was going through, um, my husband's cancer, hard times, like when I struggled and I looked to things like, you know, what can put me to sleep? Like what can I, what medicine will help me here? I believe that I, I did have times where I needed legit needed Prozac. Like it was just mm-hmm. unbearable. And mm-hmm. then there were times where I'm like, I, I need to learn to cope with this in a different way. And that's where I get to painting. Each trial is going to show you how capable you are. And, you know, you're going to continue to, if you look for the light in each one, even if it's just, I remember on the, when Nick had just beaten cancer, I said something and he smiled and laughed at me for the first time in a year. And I just started crying. I was like, I could not believe, like, I just looked at him and I'm like, he's back. Like, he just, mm-hmm. it seemed like he just came back that day all because he laughed at one thing I said. Yeah. And I, I, I want to live my life to make him happy. Like, I want, that makes me happy is making, you know, my family happy. And it's those little things, you know, holding on to those little things when things tough. That's beautiful. Alicia, I've learned so, so much from you in the short time we've had together. We're definitely getting together with the crazy children all around us. And I just can't wait for that. that. Thank you so, so much for being on my show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. This was so awesome and so fun. I loved, I love this so much. Okay. What a great episode. So many things there that we can apply to our lives, especially in the new year. And I hope that that was especially inspirational for those of you who are held back by the fear of not knowing how to do things or if it's the right thing to do. The only way you're going to know that is by trying. You're going to hear that message as part of my very first episode of the new year and the new form of the podcast new format coming and that's next Wednesday. I hope you stay tuned for that and hang on for a wild ride folks because my whole goal in changing the podcast up is to promote a greater sense of community as well as following through with the things you learn here. I have loved sharing information. I've loved sharing people's stories. I've loved sharing education and learning together but that last part there, learning together, needs to be taken to a new level. I want to hear from you, the listeners, your actual voice, your actual words. And again, you're going to hear more about that in the episode next week, the first episode of the new year. And I want to challenge you to show up in new ways. Join our private Facebook group on Um, well, it's on Facebook, but just go to our page about progress. And then you can ask to be accepted into the private group uh, work in progress. It's again, work in progress there. And also other ways are coming for you. I'm going to be, I'm going to be providing a lot more free resources to help you track what you are learning and how you are implementing it in real ways in your life. And you can share that on the private Facebook group page. You can seek for help and assistance and accountability and ideas and all of that there. But I also want to hear it on the show. And I also want to see it on my Instagram at about progress. I want to thank you again for being here and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you are celebrating now, and just give you the best wishes from my heart. 
and I'm really, really grateful to have this work that has changed and influenced my life so much for good. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.